Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Snap. Actually, I completely forgot about something. Hold on one second, folks. Sorry, forgot to turn on my lighting. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, welcome to Snap. The show where we talk about sex, sexuality, and relationships from a blind perspective. I am your host, Victor Govea, and of course I am with my co-host, Monica Jones. How are you, Monica? Hello, I'm doing pretty good. How are y'all? And oh. uh, SNAP sounds for, stands for Saturday Night Adult Party. I see. So you want you got that right because you screwed up the arts, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, suffice it to say, yes, it does stand for Saturday Night Adult Party. And um, remember, if you like what you hear and uh, you want to hear more, definitely subscribe to us on YouTube and like us and share it. And uh, go follow us on Facebook, and uh, don't forget, follow us on Twitter as well, Twitter, yeah. at Blind Who's. Those are the three platforms we stream on. Of course, if you like uh, the podcast, subscribe, Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway, on your favorite podcast app or player. Uh, and as of March 1st, you'll be able to subscribe specifically to the snap um the snap podcast <laughs> because we are separating the podcasts and right now i am in search of a good podcast thing because anchor has stopped distributing our podcasts so I got to search for a new one, and it may have to come out of my pocket, folks. So please. I guess that was the problem we had yesterday then, wasn't it? It could be. Uh, so, guys, you know, hey, listen to them. Otherwise, I'm paying this money for nothing, basically. I'm essentially paying for you guys to be entertained on a daily basis. Now, remember, uh, Snap is a show that uses blunt language, explicit language. We talk about cocks, pussies, coming, uh, blow-ups and tie-ups. And, <laughs> and, you know, the whole shebang. You may see pictures of sexual body parts. You may see pictures of sex acts or sex toys. Uh, but we hold nothing back. And uh, we tend to talk about everything. So viewer discretion is advised. I also want to let you know that Snap is sponsored by Eden Fantasies, the online sex store where you can go upgrade your sex experiences. Check out the sales and discounts in the description box. 
<clears throat> excuse me, right now they are having a five dollars uh sorry, five percent off any purchase if you use the word bliss five. That's B-L-I-S-S five. Uh you can also get fifteen percent discount on orders over fifty-nine dollars using the word the code bliss fifteen. And lastly, if you have an order of $100 or more, you can get 20% off your order if you use the code BLISS20. That's B-L-I-S-S-20. And for a limited time, you can actually get uh, two vibrators uh, for free with any purchase over the $29 mark. Just make sure you hit the link in the description box or uh, go on to their website. They do have that. Uh, I think they have that. Yeah, I think they have that promo there. Uh, <laughs> but um, if you don't, if you want to see more of that stuff, you can subscribe to the uh, Eden Fantasies well, it's not a newsletter. It's basically a, uh, well, I mean, I don't know what you'd call it, a ca- uh, an advertisement, daily advertisement. A which of emails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, the uh, promo is uh, mentioned there. I also want to make sure that you guys understand, because I made this mistake, and I don't want you guys to be, uh, left in the lurch when you make your purchase and it's totaled over $29 before taxes uh, once you hit that $29, $29 mark go hit that link in the description box and those two sex toys will be added to your cart along with your order you won't have to pay anything extra for it because it'll be included in your order. And presumably, you'll enter the discount code, whichever discount you're, you use. Uh, at the very least, get the 5% discount. Um, and you can, you know, have a shitload of fun. And I mean a shitload. Mm-hmm. I know I'm having fun. Money. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. I I have fun just going up there and looking, but then when I when I go up there and start looking, then I get horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I have to say, you know what? I I I'm not sure I trust those reviews that they give. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that the reviews they give on each of their sex toys that they advertise with their email. They always seem to be the same ones. Mm. Because what they do is they give you the name of the item, the name of the product, how much it costs, how much you're going to get off on it. Sorry. (laughs) How much of a (laughs) discount you're going to get off on it. We know where your mind is. (laughs) Uh, how much of a discount you're going to get on it. And then they offer this little review at the end of the product info. And they seem to be sounding a lot familiar. 
Maybe there's a word here and there that they change every once in a while. I don't know. It could be just me. And and I hate to speak badly about them because their prices and website are so amazing. Uh, No, I agree with you. I've noticed that. You've noticed what? Excuse me. I mean, sorry. I was just saying that I I agreed with you because I've noticed that on the reviews, too. It's, yeah that's why yeah. i don't pay a whole lot of attention to reviews just yeah and it's too bad because more people should write reviews on this stuff i guess a lot of people are embarrassed uh even though you can hide your identity <laughs> but uh it's a fully accessible site uh guys it is fully accessible Ladies and gentlemen, if you are blind, it's fully accessible with JAWS. I believe it's fully accessible with Narrator too, though I haven't actually tried, and NVDA should be no problem either. Um, And they even describe the sex toys. In other words, you don't have to buy it sight unseen. Um, In... In in a way, of, so to speak, they actually describe it to you verbally in writing. They don't just post a picture. So that's the other great thing. And their customer service is amazing. I cannot, I cannot complain about their customer service at all. Not at all. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, go check them out, EdenFantasies.com. And remember that Fantasies is spelt with an S-Y-S on the end, not an S-I-E-S. And uh, go check them out. Now, our topic today is one we've all gone through. Yeah. yeah. Because, ladies and gentlemen... Into every life, a little relationship must fall. And by that, I mean breaking up. And it's not just a song. Breaking up is hard to do. Yeah, don't make me sing. Okay, so. <laughs> but it, uh, is. it is. Well, no, it doesn't have to be. That That's the problem. And and that's what, you know, it it hurts me. No matter how much, how much you may think your partner is mature, no matter how intelligent you may think your partner is, when it comes to breaking up, unfortunately, emotions tend to rule. That's what makes it hard. Yeah. And and that's the thing, isn't it? Because breaking up is just like someone dying. You go through the five stages of grief. Boy, don't you? <laughs> like crazy. I know I did. Well, I don't know if I went through the five stages. There might have been four. I don't know if I went through stage. Well, I get yeah, I guess I did, but I, I it, it, it's like grief, but it's different too. Yeah, yeah. But it, you know, 
you get all the usual shit, you know, uh, acceptance, loss, and all that stuff. And anger sometimes. Sorry, I got something chirping in my ear. Uh, so you get all of it, acceptance, uh, bargaining, the whole works. And, uh, you know, you tend to pretend that it's not over and then you pretend it and then you go through the motion of figuring that it is over. So why bother that type of thing? And then getting mad sometimes. Yeah. And then you get mad at each other and there's always, well, there's always vindictiveness. A lot of times, and don't get me wrong, okay? I'm not saying if you don't get emotional, you don't feel anything. That's not true. The fact is, you have to understand where the other person is coming from. No matter what side of the breakup you're on. You have to sit down. You have to talk with the other with your partner. And you have to put yourself in their position. Now. There is. Well, I was going to say, you know, sometimes it's over, but it's not. Because sometimes when you sit down and talk with your partner, things might get repaired. Yeah. If you know how to talk to each other. Now, if you're going to sit there and accuse each other of doing something wrong... And fight. Yeah, that's not going to help anything. The fact is, you have to sit there, and a trick that I use is to have my partner repeat what I just said. So that way I know that my partner is hearing me when I'm talking to her. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Believe me, it's a counseling trick. Yeah, I can see where it would be, but I think if it was me and uh, my boyfriend were breaking up with me and he wanted me to repeat it, I think I would be pissed. I would repeat what he said, but then... I, I, no, no, but this would be on both sides. This would be on both sides. Both partners would repeat what the other partner said to make sure that each of you understands what the other one is saying. Yeah, I get it. It just uh, it depends. On I know it's I know it's tedious, but in a sense, that tediousness also helps you calm down. Yes. And that's what you want in that situation. You want clear head. You want something 
you want to make sure you're not angry because let's face it, people say things they don't mean when they're not angry. Although I disagree with that, okay? I actually think people say things they do mean, just no filter when they're angry. Believe me, I've heard it all. I've said it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the other thing, you have to look at the whole picture. Because if you have kids, all of a sudden, it's not just you and your partner yeah, you that are splitting up. Because your children are going to be a part of that split up too. Monica? I think we need to talk about ways not to do it. Because I think I have <laughs> I have been through every kind of breakup scenario there is. Sorry, can you get closer to your mic? Oh, sorry. I've got my I've got my AirPods on because oh, okay. my phone is on charge and I'm not at the computer, so Okay. Can so you hear you were me saying, now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was said, I think what I was saying is, uh, I kind of lost my thought now. Oh, yeah, I was, I, I was just saying, you know, and, and there's just certain ways not to do it, not to break up in certain ways. Like if you, if you broke up with me by a text, an email, or even a phone if you were in the same town, I would be just thoroughly pissed. And I would be hurt. Because I think it should be done in person when possible. Yes. Yes. Do not break up over text. Do not break up over email. Do not break up over telepathy. Yeah. Do the courteous thing and break up with them either on a live phone call or um, a Skype session or whatever you want to call it. Well, yeah, I forgot about Skype, but yeah, but the, it's not just Skype. I mean, there's Facebook and all that other stuff. Oh, yeah. You can also do FaceTime. But do it that way. Well, don't or, break up with me on FaceTime. I mean, on, not FaceTime. Facebook. That would just... No, no. Um, Facebook calls. Oh, the yeah, okay. Through yeah. Messenger, yes. Yeah, but if you've you can got call my through phone Messenger, number, WhatsApp. If you have my phone number, then why are you going to call me on Facebook? I mean, yeah, Facebook. Why True. don't you just call me? <laughs> well, what if the couple is in different countries and they don't have long distance plans? Well, like, you no, know, that's different. 
but I mean, I'm just saying, like I said, when you can, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, Monica's right. I mean, if you can break up in person, all the better for you. At least it shows that you are mature about the breakup. That you're not just breaking up based on emotions that you're having a bad day or, or somebody pissed you off at work. Or maybe you got the wrong flowers from your partner. Uh when it should have been roses and they sent you chrysanthemum. That sort of thing. Yeah. And guys, I need your, I need to beg your forgiveness because my daughter is pretty much screaming at her computer. She just got a new game and <laughs> you might hear her every so often in the background. She's mm Hmm. So, okay. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, too, don't break up by voicemail. Yeah, no, don't break up by or, voicemail. Oh, my I God, mean, don't. That is just, <laughs> and, and don't tell your friend to tell me you want to break up with me. Yeah, that's another thing. Because if you do Tell that, your friends to pass on a message? I mean, that's yeah. just a no-no. I mean, it's even worse when you break up and you send your friend uh, an eggplant emoji. I mean, that's that's just crass. I mean, we uh, don't have to be savage that way. I mean, come on. <laughs> excuse me, but I don't. What's the? Maybe I'm a little bit ignorant, but. <laughs> Just blame it on. The oh, fact I'm sorry. That I've never no, it's seen. you don't. What? No, the what? fact is you don't have sight, so you wouldn't know. But an eggplant. eggplant emoji looks like a dick. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know until somebody told me either. I mean, yeah, I know it was weird, and apparently peaches look like butts. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And yeah. I love peaches. I hate it. <laughs> I'm wondering what people use for pussies. I mean, shit. Sorry? Oh, okay. What we have it say? from the authority. My 20-year-old daughter says that... Sorry. In a couple of months, she'll be 20. She says that to get... to you, People use kitties for pussies oh yeah okay i should have thought of that i mean well i should have thought of that too yeah because <laughs> they talk about they call it cats and everything else but <laughs> yeah i know yeah exactly <laughs> but still you know i mean there's different emojis there but don't break up that way yeah for real I mean, don't break up over text i especially mean especially if you're that's just a no-no if especially, you know, if you're going to be friends after it's over, you know, you, you don't want to do something like that because that's, I mean, for me, that would just be, that would make it very hard for me to want to be your friend. Yes. But yeah. I'm not one. Now, there's some breakups I've had where I've been able to be friends. 
some where it hasn't worked out, but then there's some where I can't just turn it on and off like water. If mm-hmm. it's if it's really if it's been a really intense relationship, then I can't just turn it off and say, okay, we're friends today. Um, you know, it it would take me some time. Yeah. And and some people I've never been able to be friends with. Yeah. And a lot of people think that way that once you break up, that's it. All feelings go. But that's not true. Uh-uh. <laughs> the fact is, you you don't just stop loving a person when you break up with them. That love continues on. Unless, of course, you never really loved that person, in which case, yeah, you might be able to shut it off. Now, see, I mean, those, it, are the, those are the ones I've been able to be friends with, the ones that where I, I really wasn't in love with them. Right. And, you know, a lot of people tend to be in a relationship just for the sex. And in that case, yeah, you never really loved that person in the first place. You just like the sex. And you may love the sex, but that's not the same as loving a person. Mm-hmm. Two different things. But sometimes you do get into and okay, let's let's provide situations here. You've been going out with a person for a few months and you've noticed that that person is not the type of person you want to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah, I've been there, done that. So you don't just stop calling. That's one of the worst things you can do is ghost a person. Yeah. Especially if you ghost a person without telling them why you're ghosting that person. Believe me, it's happened to me a bunch of times. Yeah, because if I'm going to well, one not time in particular was you. pretty bad for me. Yeah, I'm. You know, if if I'm going to not contact you anymore, I'm I'm at I'm at least going to tell you. Yeah. And that and that's it, right? No. I mean, the fact is, you wouldn't like it if someone took your hamburger and didn't tell you why they took it. <laughs> I mean, can you picture how you'd feel then? Maybe I'm going to go fry me one in a few minutes. <laughs> well, that's not fair because I'm not there. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't feel good if someone stole your hamburger and didn't tell you why. 
well, get on a plane and come down here and I'll share one with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all What's say wrong that. with you? You're only in yeah, Canada. Yeah. Anyway, you wouldn't like it that then. So how could you say, you know, you'd be okay with someone stealing your heart and not telling you why? Mm-mm. The fact is that's not a good deal to do. If you are going to break su- break up with someone, do not over message, over voicemail. In fact, if you can avoid email calls altogether or letters <laughs> or letters, <laughs> do so. If you can be there in person, that's even better. Gosh, I was going to write you a nasty letter, make it 10, 15 pages long. Annabelle, I'm going to write him a nasty letter. Wait, didn't one of your husbands do that to you? (laughs) Left you a letter on the the chair in your room? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of people that you sometimes deal with. And I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Even though you deal with people like that, you have to decide whether you're going to behave just as badly or rise above it. Because you got to remember, you can't control how others treat you. But you can't control how you treat yourself. How you treat somebody. How you treat yourself, yeah. And don't assume... Don't assume that people are breaking up with you because there are flaws in you. Yeah, this reminds me of an experience I had when I was 16. Go ahead. And so, Victor, oh, I thought you were finished. I'm sorry, because you stopped. No, no, go ahead. No, no, I I was for the most part. Um, Yeah, when I was 16, I had a really terrible experience. And because my parents divorced when I was 14, Mm -hmm. and both of them at one time or another got mad at me and said that if it hadn't been for me, they wouldn't have gotten divorced. It was my fault. They actually said that to me, both of them, Uh, and they'd both been drinking at each time they said it, but, and I had terrible nightmares uh, about them getting back together and laughing in my face because they were back together and um, and they'd run off into the mist or whatever you want to call it laughing at me and so you know, I, I I had to get to a place where I knew it wasn't my fault, and if I, that's what a teacher had told me, 
that when I did, I would stop having the dreams because she explained to me about the subconscious and all that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. what happened to me um, was I met this guy at camp, at summer camp, and <laughs> sorry it just had i just had had memories of a uh oh. a scene in a movie one time at band camp i stuck a flute up my oh. pussy <laughs> <laughs> well i didn't do that but anyway i met i met this guy and he was kind of the cowboy type and i liked him and um one day we fell in love. We decided we were going to go steady. And the next day we were engaged. Uh, I think you should tell you, people for those who don't what, know what steady means. Oh, uh, well, uh, uh, you know, just just exclusive. Right. Uh, nobody else. And so we had a whirlwind summer romance. Uh, the, the, the week went fast. And uh, he lived in Mississippi, and I lived in Tennessee. I'm curious. And did you he, guys uh -huh. did you guys have sex while you were at camp? No. Uh -uh. Oh, okay. At that at that time, I wouldn't do that sort of thing. Uh -huh. And uh, so, did you do but anything else? But oh, you know, hugged and kissed, and you know lot of that stuff but no sex oh, okay okay and there wasn't much of a way that you could anyway because we were well supervised oh were you uh, yeah <laughs> and so um but the thing is is that Oh boy, you know, yeah, I, I couldn't believe this guy loved me and he actually had some sight. And I thought, you know, God had given me a real gift at that, you know, having him in my life. But then as things progressed and he was trying to get it fixed where he could go to the Tennessee School for the Blind. And uh, this guy told him that, you know, get a Miss, get a Tennessee address and you can come. So that's what happened. He did. And so, but then after he got to school, then that was when he broke up with me. Well, you know, for me, him breaking up with me wasn't at the time just, a, you know, the way a typical teenager would do when he you know, wanted to sow his wild oats and, you know, deciding not to get serious and all that kind of thing. For me, it was personal. Uh, I figured that he saw all the flaws in me that my parents saw. And he broke up with me because of that, that I was... I was a terrible person. So, you know, that's more how guilt. you felt at the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how I felt at the time. And, you know, and, and it was really a, a long, it was really hard for me to heal from that. Um, right. And, you know, and, and I would, there were times I would get angry at him and I would say ugly things to him. 
and sometimes he'd say ugly things back but you know and and it just I loved him I still loved him man I was crazy about him and there's only one other person that I've ever loved that much but you know Kevin and I it was a long time before we could uh before we could even be friends I mean the Final, well, hell, I ended up marrying him in 2003, but. <laughs> well, there you have it. Okay. <laughs> but see, but then, you know, I, but I would cut him every chance I got because it seemed to be the only way I could deal with it. And then on the last day of school, when we graduated, here comes Miss Nasty. I said something ugly to him, and he shot back at me. Why don't you shut up or something? You're always doing this and this and this. And finally, it hit me that I was actually never going to see him again because that's what I thought at 18. And I didn't want us parting that way. So, you know, I apologized to him for being ugly, and, and I said, you know, I I, I don't want to leave it this way. I'd like for us to part as friends if we can. And he said, that's what I've always wanted. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, then I never saw him again until I saw him, until I ran up on him on email in 2002. Now, I um, have to ask you a personal question. <gasps> Because you, this kind of you, you has my personal question. Well, it's got my curiosity. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> Did you want to remain friends with your low vision boyfriends more than you wanted to remain friends with your? totally blind or have you never had a totally blind boyfriend I've or husband totally blind husbands and totally blind boyfriends and low vision boyfriends and uh but uh but to answer your question no i mean you know i wanted to the ones that i wanted to be friends with it didn't matter if they were totally blind or okay but did it actually happen that way that you wanted to be friends with your boyfriend slash husbands who were low vision. Um, the think one, about it. The, I, I, the I want one, you to think about it in, in as much as this is, is kind of an important question. Uh, no, I mean, I wanted the ones that I wanted to be friends with, it didn't matter to me if they were totally blind or low vision. It depended on, you know, what was going on and the um, the kind of person they were and that sort of thing. Okay. The reason I ask, and this isn't just for Monica, guys. This is for our listeners as well. And it's a part of your breakup that you need to understand about yourself. If you want to break up with a person and remain friends, 
make sure you know why you want to remain friends with that person. Oh, I agree. Because it could be that subconsciously, Monica was staying friends with these people, with these guys, because they offered some sort of support, whether it be limited or not. I haven't been friends with many of them. Some of them hated me. <laughs> no, no, that's understandable. But the fact that you wanted to be friends with some of these guys may have been on a subconscious level you wanted them to be there should you ever need, well, support, sighted support of some kind. No. Okay, maybe that isn't the case for you, but... No, because I only had one low-vision husband, and we're not friends. (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh, But did you want to be friends with them? And when I say being friends, a lot of what I'm talking about is being friendly. I didn't want animosity uh, between us. And I wanted, you know, if we if we run into each other or saw okay. each other, I wanted us to be able to okay. be friendly. That's that's what I mean more than friends. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Thank you for correcting me. Um, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm talking about, though. You know, sometimes you want to make sure that you're thinking clearly and you know what you want. Don't just say to yourself, well, you know, I want to remain friends with this person because you think they can support you should that breakup ever happen. Or should you ever need them, I mean. Um, you know, I don't have that kind of relationship with any of them. And yeah. And and some but some people do. I mean, you may have a boyfriend or girlfriend that is fully sighted that you're staying with because they're fully sighted and they're supporting you. Yeah, I think that happens a lot. I think so too. I mean, it's one thing if you are roommates with someone and you're splitting the costs of an apartment. And I'm talking about splitting the electricity, uh, splitting the rent, uh, the whole kit and caboodle. Um... But don't just stay if you feel that you're going to lose some of that support. Because at some point, people start to resent that sort of thing. And when resentment kicks in, uh, ten uh, things tend to spiral out of control. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, resentment is well. I think it's the most 
the most the biggest reason that people say they want to break up well no that's the biggest it's the biggest reason people break up but also it's also the biggest reason they don't know they're breaking up if that makes any sense sorry let me try to put this in words that actual English people can understand. <laughs> um, yeah, you you Canadians, you just can't talk. Yeah, <laughs> us Canadians are, are, are bad at speaking. Um, you need to learn how to talk like us hillbillies. Uh -huh. The majority of breakups happen due to resentment on one or both parties. It's also a case that most breakups aren't aware that resentment is the cause of the breakup. They may have other words for it or they may have other uh, quote-unquote symptoms, but it all boils down to resentment. I mean, I grew to resent a girlfriend because she, she was using my counseling skills Every single night over the phone, we'd have phone sex, everything. But when she saw me, you know, she became completely materialistic and mm -hmm. decided that I was great to call and give her a shoulder to cry on and have phone sex but not good enough to be in other words she was embarrassed to be seen with me yeah. because I was so big wow well as much as I wanted to be friends with her I also realized why she was staying friends with me. I was giving her something her boyfriend wasn't. And uh, you really <sighs> there's always a chance that whatever you're breaking up over could 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 settle itself meaning it could be fixed if it's a long enough relationship and by long enough i mean over the 10 year mark it might be a good idea for you guys to get counseling 
with yeah, a professional. It really hurt me uh, when I had been married 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the longest marriage I had. And, but he wanted to leave me for a good friend of mine. And. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Okay, so. Like I said, I mean, if you're in a, a, a relationship that's been over 10 years. You down you definitely want to try and fix it. Yeah. Because something made you stick around for 10 years. Now, if you have sex that's good enough to make you stick around for 10 years, God bless you. But the fact is. A relationship where you stuck around for 10 years. Obviously. Something's happened. What that something is. You're going to have to figure out with your partner. Well guess what. If they'll let you. you. Sorry. If they will let you. Yeah. I mean, I'm reminded of the Seinfeld episode where George wanted to break up with someone, but that person wouldn't let him break up with her. And it didn't matter how... how... how bad he was suffering in the relationship. She still wouldn't let him break up with her. Sorry. uh, I'm saying that because I just, I just finished the uh, entire run of the Seinfeld episodes with description. So, you want to be there in person. So what have we covered? We want one to be there in person with the per- with the person you're breaking up with. If you can't do that, do the next best thing, FaceTime or telephone call. Yeah. No voicemail. No chat messages, no text no messages, letters. no letters. An actual telephone call or in person. Number two, try to keep your emotions out of it. That's really important because if you don't get your emotions out of the picture, there's a lot of things that your mind will be consumed with. Three, try to put yourself in your partner's place. Looking at things from their perspective. 
who knows? You might see the relationship in a different light and you may want to stick around. But at the very least, you figure out what your partner or rather how your partner wants you to break up with them. But yeah, look at it from their perspective. And four, decide if you want to be friends. And by friends, I mean calling each other every once in a while. Not just be friendly. Yeah, and be civil to each other. I am not talking about friends with benefits. Because if you're being friends with benefits with the next boyfriend, you never really broke up. You just gave him permission to see other women. Yeah. Likewise, if you are a girlfriend who wants to have friends with benefits and you have other boyfriends, then you're just as equally guilty. Mm -hmm. And I hate to use that word guilty because it's not a very positive term, but the fact is that, you know, you just gave the only difference between your relationship and a friend with benefits relationship is that you basically gave your partner permission to fuck around with somebody else. Good thing I don't have a partner because I wouldn't put up with that. Well, yeah, but what if they said it would make them happy? I'm all for them being happy and if that makes them happy they can go on their way hmm okay fair enough (laughs) well so it it would depend kind of on what kind of relationship we had too yeah yeah I you know I say that like it's black and white but you know it's it really isn't when you've been hurt a bunch of times and you you get to where you don't trust people and because of breakups that you've had and that sort of thing then you your mind tends to turn that well, you also you also and, have and to be confident in yourself there's that too but yeah because if you're not if you if you have low self-esteem and you think that you're never going to find anyone else. Well, see, that's what, that's kind of how it was. You know, that's what I was trying to get across when I was talking about, you know, meeting Ke- Kevin and the summer romance and everything. And mm-hmm. when he broke up with me, I, I just knew it was all about me. You know, I just, because yeah. I was yeah. terrible. I broke up my parents. I did this. I did that. 
I, back mm-hmm. then, I felt guilty about anything and everything. Now I don't hardly feel guilty about anything. But <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't care. But yeah, and and that brings us to number five. What if kids are involved? Because more and more couples are getting together without getting married. Mm-hmm. And invariably, there's going to be an accident here and there. That accident may result in children. Unless you guys purposely had children. I hate it when couples uh, fight over the kids, when they use kids as a weapon to get back at their partner and and that sort of thing, or their ex-partner, however the case may be. Mm-hmm. The and there are different ways that people do that. Mm-hmm. For example, they will extort money. They will want money from their partner because and say it's for their kids when it's really for them and when they and when the kids want when it's time for visitation for say like daddy to get the kids or whoever's don't have custody to get their kids for visitation and all of a sudden their kids are sick yeah and they can't you know but people do that kind of crazy thing too that's right yeah and yeah a lot of people do that. They use their kids as leverage for whatever issue they're having with their partners. And don't. I mean, make sure that, A, you don't fight around your children. Especially if your children are young, under the age of 10. Don't fight around your children. Oh, my parents, they they had like, you would think they were having a barroom brawl. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that they are fighting around their children until it's too late and you're 20 years down the road and your kid's in therapy massacring a whole bunch of kids in the classroom. See, my parents, they didn't care that they were fighting. In fact, they tried to draw me into the fight. Yeah. Uh, Monica, didn't he say this or that? No, you you heard her say this or, you know, they both try to get me into it. When when I was just a little bitty girl and it used to scare me to death because I didn't want to say which one was wrong and which one was right. Not at that age, mm-hmm. little bitty seven-year-old girl, 10-year-old girl. But the time I was about 12, I started getting in their fights and throwing punches and getting punches thrown back at me. Yeah. (laughs) I had such an exciting life. Ah, look. Our troll is back. Good old troll. I was about ready to ask you about him. Or her. Huh? Who? Who him? No. No, babe. No, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, he's not that intelligent. Uh, yeah, so folks, uh, yeah, don't bring your kids into it at all. Don't fight around them. Make sure that they understand that the breakup is not their fault. Because as much as you want to break up with your partner, you want to be in your child's life. Unless you really don't give a shit, in which case, you know, go ahead and break up with them and do your kid a favor and stay away. Yeah, at 14, my parents asked me what I should, what they should do about their marriage. Yeah. And I, and, and the reason they blamed me later was because I told them the truth. Um, of course, you know, at 14, I didn't recommend camp counseling or nothing like that. I wasn't that, probably wasn't that mature at the time, but you know. Uh, or the fact is you gone. probably saw what nobody else saw, that they should be split. Yeah. And what I told them was, I said, look, if you stay together, you're going to kill each other. I said, you know, if you, and, and I said, then where would Jeffrey and I be? Or Jeffrey and me be? Where would we be? You know, because you, you, uh, you know, you do this all the time. You split up, you get back together. You, uh, I told mama, he said, you let daddy beat the hell out of you. And I said, you try to fight back, but you can't. And I said, you know, it, it's that's if that's all it's going to be, y'all aren't going to last anyway. You're going to kill one another and yeah. maybe kill us in the process. Yeah. And and <sighs> there's no reason to bring your kids into it. Unless you're trying to decide custody, visiting, support, all that stuff. All I know is that unless you are a crack whore Or a person on crack. And you guys. Are just Satan's incarnate brother-in-law. <laughs> you probably want to be in that child's life. I can't imagine not being in my daughter's life. As much as I want to chop her head off sometimes. The hell was that? Wow, my dog nearly fell down the stairs. Bless her heart. Uh-huh. But, yeah. and. But anyway, I can imagine not being around my daughter or in contact with my daughter. At Let the very me tell least. you something. When I had to, when when I when my second husband and I divorced, uh -huh. and I lost contact with my stepson that I raised, mm -hmm. 
it like to kill me. Yeah. And that's one reason. Well, even before that, I didn't like it when people used their kids. And and so, you know, I didn't want, I, I didn't want to do that either. But how long, how long I were you married to that person? I was married to him three years and I did come to resent him because when I got married, when I first got with him and started living with him, um, I thought I was doing stuff for him because I wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh, like making his breakfast, you know, getting his clothes, uh, you know, doing doing little things for him, you know, getting his bath ready and stuff like that. Sure. But what I learned later was that it wasn't that I was doing it uh, just to be romantic and stuff. He he didn't know how to do anything for himself. Okay. And I, and I tried to teach him because, you know, I thought, you know, well, he's never, he's probably never been through a rehab facility or anything like that. And back in the day when I was going to school, um, guys didn't, the boys weren't allowed to take home ec. And so, really? you know, he, he probably never had a chance to, to learn. And, and I got that and I realized that. But if I, tried to teach him anything no matter how nice i was about it um he would chew my head off why i did well just because he thought the way he did it and half the time he wasn't even doing it when he did it whether he you know he just didn't want he, just he didn't, didn't want, want a woman teach him. teaching him yeah. how to do shit yeah, I guess that's what it amounts to. He didn't really want anybody to, because he didn't want to admit to himself that he didn't know how to do it either. Right. So they really didn't allow boys in the home ec classroom. Yeah, back then. Yeah. Wow. Now, I mean, I I've they, I, I've always been in home ec. Well, remember when you were born, Victor? You were born in 1970. And things didn't start to change till, I guess, probably till nearly 1980 in that school. Uh, no, I can actually say that. No, no, you're right. I think for those 10 years, my first 10 years, I didn't have a home ec class. Um, because my, I don't actually, I can't, you know what? I can't honestly say whether my, my school at the time had a home ec class, but I know the second school that we moved to had a home ec class. Yeah. Huh. By the time you got ready to go to home ec, I mean, you were on up in school. You know, you were on up closer to 1980. <laughs> I yeah, no, I was. It was 1980. Yeah, that's when what, see, back we in, moved in 1980 to a new to our 
a house that we lived in until 1990, 1997. Yeah. 97. It was kind of the thing that, you know, women do the cooking and sewing and ironing and stuff like that. Men well, yeah, sewing. but we had, and we kind of had the double whammy in that my mom and dad were from the old country. And in the old country, it's a fact. Women are in the kitchen and the guys are off working. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how it was. That's how it was here in the 60s and 70s. And then it, women's lib came up and things started to get different. But my home ec teacher, she wanted boys in home ec a long time before they ever started. And, uh, but. Yeah, they would. They wouldn't let it happen for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Although I have to say, when I did take home ec, we learned how to make macaroons. Oh God, I used to love those macaroons, and I couldn't afford the fabric that they wanted us to buy. So I ended up buying felt. For sewing or? Yeah. And and I made uh, I made an apron out of felt. Yeah, it was a kitchen apron we were making. <laughs> yeah, did um, you have pockets in it? Uh no, I don't think I put pockets on mine. But it was, you know, it was the worst material to work with because it's so thick. Yeah. You know? So folding a hem over is just, oh, God. Anyway, it's just, you know, when you don't have money, it's really bad. Tell me about it. I don't have none now. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, tell me about Cause it. Because I'm, no. I'm going to go to Eden Fantasies, but I can't. There. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, guys, if you want to donate, you can <laughs> donate to Monica's uh, yeah, there sex you go. toy relief fund. <laughs> uh, maybe I need to go make me a GoFundMe page. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I said, I mean, keep your kids out of the breakup. Sit down and talk about what you want after the breakup. That's important. If you want to be friends or you want a clean break, make sure your intentions are known by your partner. And likewise, make sure you know your wow. partner's intentions. Don't just sit there and assume that you know what that partner wants when they break up with you. Let me check to see if we have any other comments except from the troll. Yeah, and don't break up with a woman or man in, a, in, in the middle of a restaurant. Okay, sorry. 
Okay, either this person got another name or I have to block another user. Uh, yeah. I have no idea where these things are coming from. Sorry? Did he say something ugly or see? No, it's just emojis, love emojis, kissing emojis, and a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You want to kiss him back, do you? <laughs> Did you hear? Yeah, shoot, yeah. I mean, I ain't going to turn down a good kiss. <laughs> well, I might turn down one. <laughs> no, but yeah, as I was saying, don't break up with your partner in the middle of an of a restaurant. <laughs> Actually, that happened to me. A guy. Yeah, broke. but a lot of people tend to think that's what's going because people don't like to get embarrassed. Well, I right? just think it's very low class to break up with somebody in a restaurant. I, you know, you be, I mean, get in private. Don't get in front of all those people and break up with me. <laughs> that, hey, that happened to me. Uh, my boyfriend came to pick me up. I was mm -hmm. 19. Now, maybe if I'd been 63, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. But he came and picked me up and um, took me to Hardy's. We sat down to eat, and he told me that he was getting back together with his wife. All of a sudden, I puked in the middle of my hamburger all over the you place. You puked in the middle of your hamburger? Yeah. I mean, it was a good hamburger, too. And all of a sudden, I'm just... Out of curiosity, <laughs> he took you to Burger King to break up with you? To Hardee's, yeah, to break up with me. Oh, my God. Yeah, guys, look, if you're going to break up with someone, don't take them to Burger King or some other McDonald's restaurant or something like that. Okay, at the very least, have the balls to take them to a fine restaurant. Think of it as a mm -hmm. last supper type of thing. If you're going to break up with me, I'd rather be private. No, but. that's cool, too. I mean, that's cool, too. But a lot of people don't... Okay, think about how you, how the other person feels. They don't want to be embarrassed, so a restaurant full of people is not going to be conducive to yelling and screaming. Right? Yeah, but then on the other hand, uh, what if your partner starts crying and bawling and, you know, just really getting emotional and, uh, you know, and, and, and that's embarrassing. It probably would is embarrassing them too, but then it would be embarrassing to me <laughs> to have people uh, watching all that if I was the one doing the breakup. That's true, too. 
I mean, there's other ways people can get embarrassed. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's not just the screaming and the yelling. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I, that's why I said the tears. And the, I mean, just imagine that you have yeah. to explain to a restaurant full of people why your dinner date is crying. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, put yourself in different roles. And maybe, just maybe, you'll actually have a breakup you can be proud of. If there is such a thing. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, I think that pretty much does it for us this week. Yeah, yeah, that pretty much does it for us this week. If there's uh, something you guys want to talk about, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Send an email to Saturday Night Adult Party at gmail.com. And uh, we'll try to tackle your question at that point or whatever issue you have. Or if you want us to talk about something in particular, let us know. Uh, tune in next week. When we talk about blessing the missionary. That's right, folks. We're talking about what? the missionary position. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I come up with all these show names. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but guys, tune in next week and uh, we'll talk about the missionary position and what you can do with it and how it can best help you. Thanks for coming, everybody. Oh, oh can I just say before we go, there's uh -huh. not, there won't be an arts, there won't be an afternoon radio theater Sunday uh, because I goofed last week when I was doing the show and messed some things up. So, uh, but we'll, I'll see you next week. Yeah. So, uh, I will be airing an Ask Donna tomorrow in its place. So, uh, make sure you tune in at two and, uh, uh, you can hear about Ask the, uh, what is, what, what? Sorry, I forget. Ask the expert. <laughs> no, the blindness coach. I think she's a coach in this. Uh -huh. Sight loss coach. That's it. I'm sorry. Forgive me, folks. It's been a really long day. Four shows, guys. Four shows. So, yeah, make sure you tune in tomorrow for Ask Donna, the sight loss coach. Uh, continuing her series. Um, and Giving it'll air. Spot away. How dare you, giving my spot away. How dare you. <laughs> well, next time don't fuck it up, shall we? <laughs> well, if I do, I'll do it missionary. <laughs> yeah, do it missionary. <laughs> Good night, Okay, folks. We will see you next week. Thanks for coming.